Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura Agar-Wilson and this is the podcast that's dedicated to helping you start and grow a coaching business you love the wholehearted way. My guess is you want a business where you can show up as your whole creative, multi-passionate self so you can get paid, create a meaningful impact and have more time and freedom in your life. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura and today I'm going to be sharing what is working when it comes to growing a coaching business in 2022? We know that there's loads of things that you can do to grow a coaching business these days, but we also know that platforms change, new things come online, and today I want to share my thoughts on what is actually working based on my experience, my client's experience, and other things that I've read and listened to recently that have affirmed the things that I have been thinking anyway, really. So I just wanted to share some of these things with you today. First things first, I think with any coaching business, what we need to remember, and I think most of you guys, you know, most coaching businesses have a core of one-to-one clients. Getting one-to-one clients, that is going to be essentially what you want them to be doing. And I think when you're starting out, before we get into any of these things, what's probably going to work best is high touch strategies with people who are, are already known to you in some way, shape or form. So before we get into content and email lists and Instagram and all of that different stuff, if you're starting a coaching business, start with the people who you know and work outwards from there. If you want to get clients right away, if that's your main priority, that's where I would start. That hasn't, I don't really feel that that's changed a lot at all in terms of a solid strategy that works for getting clients sooner rather than later. However, what we want to be doing for a sustainable business that continues to grow year after year, where getting clients becomes easier, is we want to be doing some of these things that I'm going to share today. So the first kind of prediction I have or thoughts that I have really around what is working and what's going to work in 2022 is creating content that has longevity. So then this is around, this is obviously around marketing your business and getting in front of new people, which is ultimately how we start to build up a customer base of potential clients who might want to start working with us. So in the past, based on, you know, things that I'd seen and, and things that other kind of business mentors had taught me and teach me, I was kind of very much of the opinion like, you know, focus on one platform, focus on one thing, do that well and put 90% of your effort into that thing. And, you know, find what works and do it well. But I think what we've started to see over the last couple of years is the unreliability of various platforms and various ways of marketing, like the innate vulnerabilities in putting all of the eggs in one basket, essentially. So my opinion has changed around this a little bit. And the way that I approach marketing for my business is to create content that has longevity and do that primarily like that's the for me that's the priority so what this looks like for me is essentially this show so the wholehearted business show kind of came out of that realization a little bit so the reason why I feel that this works and is going to continue to work is because I'm taking you know I initially record this as a video and then I edit the video and take off the audio and that becomes a podcast and then I edit down the transcript and that becomes a blog post and when I do this I'm hitting SEO on Google through the blog post I'm also hitting Pinterest which is a whole other thing that I'm going to discuss in a sec I'm hitting podcasting apps and I'm hitting YouTube and then I repurpose some of that content into Instagram stuff 
And, and the issue with platforms like Instagram is that they don't have a lot of, they're not really designed for content to have a lot of longevity. So what I'm doing is I'm pairing Instagram with something which does have longevity. So for example, some of my most popular blog posts right now that are getting the most traffic were written in 2018. That's longevity for your content. And I want to be spending most of my time creating content that is going to serve my business for years and years and years. Like I've still got blog posts from like 2016. That's my priority. And I think that this is something that is going to continue to work. So focus on your time. Like if you've got limited time, which we all have, if you've got limited time, I really feel like a potentially good strategy is to focus on creating initially creating the content that has longevity and doing the research and doing the work to make sure that that is working so you know if you're going to do blog based content making sure that you're looking into SEO and how that functions if you're going to do a podcast that you're looking into how that works you know it just makes a lot more sense to me going forward and looking at how platforms might change and evolve over time to be putting more of your energy into this way of doing things. So yeah, making creative content that has longevity, I think is a really solid strategy for a business being sustainable. It is a slow form of marketing. Again, this is going to be the the topic for a future podcast and we'll be talking a bit about slow business. It is a slower form of marketing. You're not necessarily going to get your email list skyrocket overnight. So I think it's important to combine that with something else, which might be a bit faster. And again, depending on how your business is structured, you know, like how heavily you rely on -on one-to-one, you know, what it is that you've got going on. There's different things that you can pair this with. But I feel as a core kind of thing, I really feel like, creating this content in this way just makes a lot of sense. So yeah, so that first one was making creative content with longevity. The second one is email-based marketing. Email marketing is not going anywhere. It is still one of the most effective ways to sell your stuff. It's proven time and time and time again. It's That's not changing. For my clients, again, when they get people signing up for their stuff, it's from their email. I mean, some people have had some interest from Instagram. And I mean, the way that I personally see these things existing in my business is that Instagram is like an amplifier. So it is, you know, it is where I put some effort, but it amplifies the other things that I've got going on. It is not the main show. My email list is really important. And again, that content with longevity tends to be really, really good for growing your email list as well. So that kind of works super well. So email-based marketing, so growing your email list essentially, I think that is something, it's never going to go out of fashion. It's not a trend. It's just not going to go out of fashion, I don't think. I mean, there's still challenges with email list stuff, you know, avoiding the promotions tab, things like that. But it's just a really, again, it's just a solid thing that you want to be doing as a coach in business that is working for people getting clients. And again, I see this every day with my clients. They are getting people signing up to work with them because they're on the email list. They're putting an offer out on their email list and they're signing up for it. Email list stuff is important and it's where it's at. And I think that really partners well with the content that has longevity too. Saying that, just to kind of flip things over a little bit, I think the other thing to be aware of is short form video. So I'll be honest, this is something that I've resisted for a long time. I love video as I'm recording now as part of the whole business show, slightly longer form video. Short form video, we're talking Instagram reels, TikTok, you know, Pinterest has kind of adopted that on idea pins. I've got a bit to say about that in a sec about Pinterest. It short form video seems to be a very solid thing that isn't necessarily going anywhere at the moment. And I think if we want to see some traction, especially on platforms like Instagram and now Pinterest 
it's gone that way and I'll talk a bit about Pinterest like I say in a sec. Doing some kind of short form video, I mean even YouTube has YouTube shorts so some kind of short form video I think as part of your strategy does make sense. For me I personally wouldn't put that ahead of creating content with longevity for, for my personal business but I think it's kind of how you weave these things together but I think having short form video and adopting that somewhere the good thing is if you are creating an Instagram reel often that's quite easy to repurpose on Pinterest or on TikTok if that's your bag. I also think that connecting with people in real life is going to be something that's really going to come back around. I think certainly as things get better with Covid I do feel like con connecting with people in real life is going to be something that's going to become really important as time goes on and again just to just to bear in mind you know I'm talking to you guys as a business mentor and honestly what sometimes works for people in business to business businesses like mine so I work with business owners like you guys is not necessarily what's going to work for you guys who are likely business to consumer so if you're a health coach and you work with busy mums you're a business to consumer if you're a life coach and you help people with career change you're a business to consumer and when business coaches like me talk it's really important to bear in mind that sometimes what they're talking about isn't necessarily going to translate into a business to consumer situation and that comes in actually I'm talking I'm, I'm relating this to the connecting with people in real life connection with people in real life doesn't matter what industry you're in but it was that's just to bear that in mind that sometimes and whenever I'm talking I'm trying to make sure that and, and, and having been a health coach myself in the past, I understand how it is different. I try and make sure that I'm talking and sharing stuff that is actually relevant to you guys who are business to consumer. What was coming into my head around Pinterest was that a lot of what you're going to probably say is a lot of people are saying that Pinterest isn't working. Pinterest has changed, just like all the other platforms, it has changed. It is probably not working so well for business type people like me, in all honesty. I mean, I still get a lot of clicks from Pinterest and a lot of traffic back to my website and a lot of people joining my list um but it's probably not the same level of it as it used to be you know I used to be getting like 100,000 views a, a month at one point from Pinterest it's nothing like that anymore and, and that's just how the platform's changed but for business to consumer coach I really still think that Pinterest is a really good place to be because if you're doing anything around health, around life, around spirituality, around minimalism, organisation, like any of that stuff, and do check out the Pinterest will have its trends report, will be out, it should be out now, but I thought I'll, I'll put a link if I can find it. It should be out now, but Pinterest will have its trends report out for 2022. If you are a business to consumer coach, health or life coach, check that out because it might help you see where they're predicting the trends going and I think again bringing back the short form video side of things I still think it's a solid strategy to share your content on Pinterest and although Pinterest is going more down the short form video route like Instagram the core of the platform is still going to be pins standard pins that link back to your website where people can easily sign up for your list so that's something just to consider as well so just to recap what we've had so far we've done making creative content with longevity We've looked at email marketing, we've talked about short form video, and we've talked about connecting with people in real life. I've talked a little bit there about just being aware of the differences between business to business and business to consumer, and given Instagram as an example where people might say, well, this isn't working, but actually it's not, if they're not in the same industry as you, it's a different thing altogether really, isn't it? So something to bear in mind there. And then 
Another thing that I think is a good way to grow a coaching business in 2022 is collaborations. Again, it's not never really gone out of fashion, but I think if you can work with other people who feel aligned, who have an audience that would benefit from being your audience too, I think there's a lot of sense to collaborate with people. And sometimes it can be easy to be a bit protective and a bit, you know, not want to share your audience with this other person who's similar or vice versa but I, I, I don't necessarily think it works in the way that we worry that it's going to work that people are going to kind of jump ship from you and go and work with this other person I think it's just about finding the right people to collaborate with I used to collaborate with with my good friend Kezia she was a registered nutritionist I was a self-care based health coach and we worked together really really well you know we're still really good friends and I think finding those collaborative opportunities can be really good. A few years ago, I was running retreats with Kezia. So we were doing in real life things and I was doing that with Kezia. So I think looking for opportunities to collaborate and to connect with people, with other coaches can be really useful. On the flip side of that, just a reminder not to get bogged down in comparison because sometimes that can trigger off a lot of comparison. You don't want to be going down that route if it's going to do that, but finding the right people to collaborate with can just be magical really and can really get you in front of new people. And then the final thing that is work that I'm seeing work with my stuff and with certainly with my client stuff is a three offer approach in a coaching business. And I'm going to talk about this on a future podcast in a lot more detail, but this has really just started to solidify as a strategy in my mind over the last few months. And that is having three key offers in your coaching business and using them in different ways to help you get more clients. So the first offer is obviously your coaching package, your main coaching package, which usually has, you know, a significant price tag because it's your main coaching package um, and it should have. So that's if you've got your main coaching package, then you have a priceless power hour style offer. I have a whole course on priceless power hours, but this particular way of doing it is it's specifically like set up and we have a specific strategy around it that helps bring people on through that call into the main coaching package and it works really really well and then the other offer is a small digital product and there's lots of reasons why I think that's useful I think it gives people another route to give you money like make it easy for people to give you money please I think it works well there it gives people a low risk opportunity to see what kind of being in your world and having a taste of your work it means you can participate in bundles which can be really good for email list growth so you have the opportunity to get involved in a bundle potentially so that works really really well and again it just gives people like a different entry point into your world where they can kind of just take that free content that they perhaps have getting from you a step further there's still a lot of, for, for my personal business, there's the things, some things that I want to work out. But I just think it's really interesting how that three offer approach works. And I'm seeing it work in people's businesses. But stay tuned because there's going to be more coming on that. But a lot of these things fit. You know, I've got something called the Wholehearted Business Roadmap. If you want to see what that looks like, just go to wholeheartedlaura.com forward slash wholehearted business. It's on my group coaching page, the kind of roadmap, what it looks like. But these things really fit into that kind of strategy in terms of growth and growing your business in a sustainable way in terms of starting off and and just to go back to what I said at the start none of this is going to make things happen very fast a lot of these things are slightly slower approaches that take a little bit of time I mean collaboration is a bit faster perhaps but you know a little bit of time 
you want to have a solid strategy of reaching out that's high touch, that's doing stuff that's a little bit quicker if you're in that situation where you want to be getting clients more quickly. But I'm saying that I do actually think that the three off approach and the prices power hour stuff is stuff that can happen quite quickly, that can work quite well. So I think that is a little bit faster. But yeah, so those are my predictions. And also just to add as well, we're seeing more stuff around audio. So we had Clubhouse last year that didn't quite, you know, kind of took off. Everyone was on it in January, everyone was going mad for it and then it settled down. We've got audio rooms and stuff on um, Twitter and on Facebook. So I think audio stuff is still relevant. Podcast, still, you know, there's never a better time to start a podcast than now. And, you know, I resisted it for so long, but this felt like a much more aligned way to do it, to do it as part of the whole heart of business show. So that's something I might tag on at the end is, is the audio stuff. But I hope that that's been helpful. I hope it gives you lots of things to think about in terms of what is working. And like I say, this is based on my experience. I'm going to put some links in the description box below. I listened to a really, really good podcast from Tyler J. McCall, where he looked at the trends for 2022. And I just found that really affirming because it's a lot of the, the stuff that I've been seeing anyway that... I think is important in running an online business. So I thought that was really interesting. So I'll drop a link for that. I'll drop a link for Pinterest trends for 2022 as well. But as always, guys, I'd love to know what you think of this podcast. Do pop me a review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it's really easy. You just hit the stars, leave a few notes. That would be awesome. Do pop me a DM on Instagram. I'm at wholeheartedlylaura as well. And let me know what your thoughts are, if this has been useful. If you're watching on YouTube, please leave me a comment below as well. I'd love to know... Um, what you've thought of this, if you're going to take away any tips, if you're going to implement them in your business as well. And do look out, I am going to be releasing a free training around the whole business roadmap. So do keep an eye out for that. If you want to check out all the different freebies that I've got on offer, I've got loads of different free guides, go to wholeheartedlaura.com forward slash everything. And that is my everything page where you can find everything that I offer. And again, I'll put the link in the description box below. But for now, happy 2022, everyone. I am actually recording this at the end of December so that I can make sure that I've got time to get this out. But um, happy 2022. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> and I hope that these tips are going to start you off in the right direction. Take care and I will see you next time. Bye.